Hey guys, my name is Yuha Yupi and welcome to episode 21 of the Yuha Yupi podcast where we talk about fitness related things usually pertaining to stretching, mobility, or just, you know, improving human performance. Um, and it's definitely been a minute since I have done one of these. So I want to just get straight into the topic for today. Um, I wrote an article earlier and uh, obviously for the constraints of an article, you need to have it be a certain amount of characters. But I just wanted to like extrapolate and just go into a little more detail um, about are your joints ready for your exercise progressions or like looking at uh, people that are just trying to progress exercises, are you stuck in the thought process of trying to progress through exercises, like exercise variations, you know, you do A, B, C, D, or are you jeopardizing your health by going through that? So just want to propose a question for you then. Has this ever happened to you? You know, you're looking for like new exercises for your workout or something. So you go and you read an article called 35 squat progressions and variations and you watch every single one because a lot of these actually seem kind of interesting and they have kind of like interesting names depending on your familiarity with some of these variations like oh wow a pistol squat versus a shrimp squat versus a hockey wow these are really interesting variations but which ones do you choose or like I think a lot of people end up treating exercises like peaches in a basket and they just kind of pick the exercise that looks best. But um, it just – that's not going to be the best way to approach it if you have pre-existing joint conditions. Uh, if you're trying to look at it from a joint health perspective, it's like some people know that certain ranges of motions bother their joints when they do certain motions. When they walk upstairs, they may get this ache. When they play with their kids, they may get something in the back of their knee. Like everybody knows that they're like everybody's aware of like the little aches and pains, kind of like those day to day pains that are not necessarily ideal, but like almost everybody lives with them. Everybody does live with them. Uh, so. If you're choosing exercises that you have the prerequisite movement capacity for, then great. Like if you are deciding to do a push-up and you have the adequate amount of wrist extension, you have 90 degrees wrist extension, you have good control of your spine to be able to not go concave or convex or to to wink in in certain spots, that's great. If you have the ability to both protract and retract your scapula at the top or the bottom of this of the of the exercise, that's great. Um, but if you are if you're doing a push up and your wrists are like super stiff, but you're just doing like the really traditional form of a push up, you'll end up forcing your joints into a position passively that they won't even be able to control actively and I just don't think that that's a very good recipe for success and um, so that being said I don't think that exercise progressions are bad like they're inherently not bad because there is no such thing as a bad exercise just people that are not prepared for such exercise that's why you get like a class of people doing the same workouts some people will end up improving some people will not end up improving some will improve faster some will unfortunately get injured because everybody is coming at 
health and fitness, when people step into the gym, when people go to start a workout, people are coming at it from their own pre-existing history. So in order to prevent or in order to kind of like come at things with a more clear mind, uh, to be smart about it, to be safe about it, you need to make accommodating changes for it. Um, so that's why I think that like regardless of what your goal is, if you're trying to improve strength or power or endurance, improving like the awareness at your joints, it's always a great place to start. So you can test each joint going through like pain-free ranges of motion, seeing which ranges of motion feel more or less comfortable. For example, like taking your shoulder through an isolated glenohumeral internal rotation just to see how much passive range of motion or active range of motion you have, or even depending on what position you test that. You can, you know, document things on paper, record with your phone, just do things to figure out how your body moves and which motions uh kind of like cause pain, which motions feel tight, which 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 what feels comfortable and what doesn't? Because when it comes to doing exercises, having visibly good form will only take you so far. Um, like, just, yeah, like how I said earlier, like two people can do the same exercise with visibly identical form and have two different outcomes. That's why if you go to gyms where, like, you get, like, a like a try not to say names because I'm trying to make a point and I'm not trying to isolate a certain type of workout but like just for people that go and work out in groups of like 5 to 30 and everybody's just doing the same handful of exercises and there's a coach or a couple of coaches that walk around saying okay this is what we're doing and then they just give form corrections what they're doing is like they're really just trying to make sure that you can visibly do them without looking like really unsafe like they're trying to improve your technique but there's only so much that these scenarios can do for you if your joints don't work like joints if you're trying to do an overhead squat but you do not have even the active shoulder flexion to bring your arm overhead with weight and then you start doing it in a class setting, it doesn't matter how attentive the coach is, if your shoulder cannot move into that motion, it doesn't matter how many cues they give you of squeeze the bar, pull your lats down, activate your core, do A, B, and C. Like They can give you cues until they're blue in the face, but if there are underlining anatomical things that should be accommodated for or should be changed or need to be improved in order to complete in order to safely get through that exercise that's what you got to do and that's why i think that a lot of people just get caught up in looking at exercise progressions and they want to learn how to do a handstand so they go on and they look at certain articles of like you know step a b and c to do a handstand and really what those are are those articles and you know not only about handstands but lists about like top 20 rowing exercises or 30 variations of squats like those kind of lists you know uh, 10 different plank variations that you can do if you have shoulder pain like there are so many lists and they're they're so popular because people love to kind of like check the boxes and to go like oh i'm on level three of this i'm on level seven of this or like oh i completed the thing i went through all the video work and doing the handstand work but 
it's just those are only as helpful to the person if their body is ready to do that and those lists are really just skill acquisition they're teaching you how to get better at the skill of handstand for example and those things can be great and a lot of people can follow that and see improvements but if you have wrist issues if you have if you if your joints don't move in the way that they should then that's not going to be a recipe for success it's kind of like when you're in like a group project and like one you know in school if you're in a group project i mean even in the work environment but when you're doing a group project and one person doesn't do any work or as much work everybody kind of has to pick up the slack a little bit so if you start doing a a push-up or if you start doing yeah like if you start doing a push-up but your wrist does not function like a human wrist in the sense that it it doesn't have enough active wrist extension to get into that position and to control it then the joints the structures around it are going to have to compensate and maybe there's going to be some flaring maybe there's going to be something with your palm or your fingers or maybe there's going to be flaring with your elbows your shoulders are going to move in a certain way your elbows are going to bend in a certain way to accommodate for your wrist not functioning like a wrist and then your surrounding joints end up functioning like those joints plus a wrist and uh, yeah once again that can work in the short term and it often does work for people in the short term in terms of just going through those kind of progressions but that's not the best way to handle things in the long term like cause you can build strength and endurance and, and power you can do that through just kind of chomping through exercise progressions because progressions they're undoubtedly necessary to make improvements but if you if you ignore the factor that joint health plays in the picture that will eventually catch up to you